What is up, everybody? I'm way too deep. That's DJ Wavy D. This is the Slapping Meat Wrestling Podcast. Thank you all for joining in. Before we jump in, y'all see that QR code in the bottom of the screen right there. We got some breaking news here. We are now affiliates of the WWE shop. Uh, So use that QR code. I'll also have the link in the the description of this video as well. When you want to go buy your merchandise, support us at the Slapping Meat Wrestling Podcast by using that link. I'm working on getting a promo code, but Fanatics wants to be difficult. And (laughs) WWE has no campaigns for me to promo yet. So um, uh, until then, it will have to be by this link or that QR code. But, you know, if you have, uh, you know, gear that you want to buy, you know, that Brock Lesnar stuff's half off now. So, so go is it really? <laughs> it is. Uh, you can be like what Wavy D did yesterday and bought, you know, our Tribal Chief shirt. Yes, sir. You know, we, we got to support. Levels above. You know, um, on that Cody pack. You know, you know we, you know, if you're a Cody fan, you like CM Punk. They got some new merch. Use that link. Help help support us. Um, and maybe we will have some more, you know, maybe like affiliations here in the future. We'll see what happens. Uh, we'll get dripped out, get drippy. <laughs> yes, sir. Um, while we're doing this, go to junkyardmediagroup.com. We're rebranding sort of the, the website. We're putting some bios on there. Uh, Junkyard James is doing all that. He's the tech guy. So, uh, I know Wavy D's bio is up now. I think he's working on the other ones. Um, and then on Thursdays, check out Beyond the Junkyard with Junkyard James and K-Dog, my friend Cody. You know, they got some stuff going on. They're pretty good. I think they just talked about the Jarrett's. You know, it's, it's yep. not as it's not as not as uh, charismatic as we are. But, you know, just I will like, say Cody and James are historians <laughs> of the game. OK, they're historians sir. of the craft. Yes, sir. OK, but I- I'll say this. We're we're. It's sort of funny because, you know, we're the the charismatic, you know, gimmick people. They're the historians, so it kind of makes sense that they talk about AEW (laughs) and we center around WWE. It makes makes some sense. But let's let's, uh, dive on into what we planned on talking about. And sometime yesterday, Wavy D said, you know what, I got a rant. I got some stuff on my chest I want to talk about. So I'm going to give them that platform. The stage is yours, my guy. It's, it's, it's not going to be too long, but some of y'all online Twitter folks be getting on my nerves, okay? All right. It's especially some of y'all IWCs, because I, I assume it's y'all IWCs who are in the Twitter spaces because this is about um, WWE 2K and their ratings, all right? It don't matter which superstar come out, y'all always crying about it, okay? For example, so-and-so superstar came out, they were a 73 overall. 
And it's like 73 should be at least an 80. Or like Kevin Owens comes out. I think he got like a, I want to say like an 88 or something like that. Whereas Logan Paul got a 93. They're like, how is Logan Paul higher than Kevin Owens? And all this, and all this, all this crying. Okay. I know The Rock was talking about some Cody crybabies. I, I think there might be some, some overlap here. Okay. Y'all ratings crybabies. You, you, you realize, right? You realize it is a video game. Okay. It is for marketing purposes. Okay. It is for what have you done for me lately purposes. All right. Besides losing the tag team titles after, uh, shortly after WrestleMania, what has Kevin Owens done this year? Take a higher rating than Logan Paul, who's your current U.S. champion. Not a lot. I'm not saying, are, are all the ratings correct? Are they perfect? No. But guess what? You can easily go into the video game on your own console. You can edit the ratings to make them like what you want. Okay. Not everything's going to be perfect. Stop crying because like Roman Reigns got the highest rating in the game. Guess what? He's your three years undefeated like champion. Of course, he have the highest rating in the game. And just all y'all crying about the superstars who like didn't reach 80, didn't reach 90, didn't reach 85. Guess what? There's different tiers to this. You got the mid card, the lower card, the mid eventers, like you know, to make a video game, but you want every character to be a 94. You know what I'm saying? Like you want every character to be the same. Like, of course, because that was like a 73. Our truth was a was our truth. He might he might be a 64. Uh, no, no, Maxine <laughs> was 64. Yeah, and that that and that's understandable. But what I'm saying is, is that literally you buy the video game, you can edit the stats, make them however you want to be. Guess what? It's all about customization. All right. It's all about making it your game, your universe. Okay. So stop crying over these ratings that the guess what? They're not gonna change just because you cry about it. they're not gonna change them. So go fix your own ratings. Go guess what? You can download characters too. If you don't like how a certain character looks or a certain character is moveset, guess what? People are on that game within the first 24, 48 hours, creating whole rosters for you to download. <sighs> okay. That's what I, need to I I I wanna I wanna add to this, but also it's 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 no different than this PWI top hundred list. It's all about what have you done in the past year. So why is Roman Reigns rated a hundred in every game? Because what how has he been booked? Like is Logan Paul a better wrestler than Kevin Owens? That's a debate we can have. Um but okay, I get it. Kevin Owens is a great wrestler, but how has he been booked? If he's been booked weak, his ratings go is going to and, and secondly the ratings don't mean nothing in that game. I've, you've seen this. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's still on there where Dominic Mysterio beat the rock mm -hmm. on, when I simmed it. Like it, it's a sim game. Like it, the ratings really don't mean nothing. Um, so just, just buy the game, play it the way you want to play it. And, and to quote the rock, you know, he is, he's our newest bloodline member. You know, we got to, mm -hmm. we got to, acknowledge the tribal chief know your role and shut, shut your mouth fuck up it's literally a video game stop <laughs> crying bro they, they literally want facts full, full crying sessions on twitter or x fact this is you want to call it so this may this has brought up something uh milwaukee mike in, in the cwc uh discord showed a a video of o'shea jackson jr also known as ice cube's son but i don't like to call him that he's got a name he's yeah. o'shea jackson jr uh yeah. and, and he's sort of very 
I don't want to say controversial. He he makes a lot of sense to me, but he's sort of vocal in the wrestling community. Mm-hmm. And he was on, I think, it was, what was it, Chris Van Fleet, Fleet's yep. podcast? Yep. And he basically came out here and said, y'all need to stop telling me I'm not a real fan because I don't know who some of these AEW wrestlers are. Yeah. Just, just sitting out here spitting facts. Uh, give your thoughts a little bit of what you think about that. I, uh, what he said was perfect. It's like, it's literally what, what we have been saying for a while. Mm-hmm. Like when, when so-and-so is on his way to the ring or before he comes out, why not show a 45-second little vignette or promo before he comes out? I'm like what he's done lately, or like mm-hmm. what he's about. Like, like you expect us to know who who Billy Bob from Montana is? <laughs> like, like it's Billy Bob versus like Kinsese Lapusa. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, what we're we talking about now? Like, like, like what has Kinsese Lapusa done in you know his five years over at, over in Michigan? Like, how am I supposed to know this? Right. Like, like he wrestles for the Michigan Michigan State Wrestling Association. Like, what what is this? <laughs> like, come on. Now. Right. Right. Absolutely. Um, so we'll, we'll get into our big topic. This we're going we're gonna to do this every week. It's called Let's Get Cooking. And I'm going to come up with a, a, either a character to, that we're going to fantasy book or a storyline. And this week, we're going to do what everyone has been doing here recently. And that is Roman Reigns, Cody Rhodes. Um, I'm going to let Wavy D go first. Um, I'm gonna set some parameters here. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Let's do through Mania 41 because that's about as far as I got. Like, I don't want a long term book. <laughs> that's about as far as it can go. I got or, to like Raw after Mania <laughs> this year. Okay, <laughs> well, I, so I, well, I got Raw after Mania slash up to SummerSlam. Okay, so do do as far as you got. I don't. I wasn't sure how far you got, but do as far as you got. But I I'm going through Mania next year because it's pretty easy to me. Yeah, this, um, man, this man went too deep, booked out Roman Reigns' retirement plan. That's what he <laughs> All right. Go ahead there, man. All right. Bullet point number one. Scrap the tag team match. Forget that. The tag team match is stupid, in my opinion. We're getting rid of that. Mm-hmm. So what we can do, you have three guys pull double duty at WrestleMania. Guess what? That takes away another match from someone else. You know what I'm saying? You already have The Rock coming in and taking spotlight. You have, you're going to have another match that takes away from three potential guys who can wrestle. So scrap the tag team match. Let them do their own thing, okay? So you can still have Seth. He has Cody's back. He comes. To, he comes to his side, and you know, and he comes down to the ring when Bloodline interferes. Okay, you know what I'm saying? So The Rock pushes his weight around. He gets into it with Nick Aldis and Triple H, and then The Rock names himself special guest referee for for the Roman Cody match at Mania. Okay, and then at Mania Night One. Seth loses to Drew. All right, Drew gets Drew gets title. Seth loses to Drew. I think he'd be night two, but I doubt I doubt they're gonna. Actually, I I I, I guess one of the women's matches can main event night one, and like if Seth is not going one hundred percent, you can have Drew Seth night earlier in night two. But how, wherever you want to put it, somewhere Seth <laughs> loses to Drew, and then Seth is at ringside for Roman versus Cody. During the match, the bloodline comes out. You know, Solo Sokoa and Jimmy Uso, they come out and they take out Seth. Boom. And then Jay, Jay Uso comes out and he helps Seth, and all four of them wrestle to the back, and they're away from ringside. They all wrestle to the crowd, whatever, and then they're lost in the shuffle. Yada, yada. And then here, now here's where it gets juicy, okay? Then The Rock then turns on Roman, and The Rock, he rock bottoms Roman, you know what I'm saying? Spine buzzers him. I say rock bomb. I think that's, you know, gets the effect. He rock bombs Roman. 
Cody and other disbelief. He's shocked. He picks up Roman, hits him with the crossroads or whatever, and then he pins Roman to finish the story. Dot, dot, dot. Or does he? <laughs> All right. And then the next night on Raw is revealed that Roman had his foot under the rope. So, mm. and then the decision is reversed. And then that the so so we're, yeah so we're at the Monday night after Raw. I mean sorry the Monday night after WrestleMania, he gets revealed foot under the rope. Decision is reversed. And then new Bloodline members, Jacob and Zilla Fatu, they come out and they take out Cody Rhodes for the for the foreseeable future. I say they take him out, they injure him, they go kidnap him, like like my other other prediction. <laughs> and essentially, we don't see Cody until SummerSlam. Okay. And and at SummerSlam, <clears throat> Cody returns, and I, I assume we're getting Rock and Roman at SummerSlam. That's that's my, that's my fancy booking. Is we get Rock and Roman at SummerSlam? Oh no, but that doesn't work because I still have Roman Reigns beating the record. Right, so I don't know when Cody returns, but Cody Cody could return. Okay, I guess Roman Roman beats The Rock at SummerSlam, and then Cody returns at the end. You know, like you know, Roman stays at the top of the, you know, at the ramp or whatever, standing in the ring, fireworks going off, and then boom, 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 boom. there's only one more than one royal family, and then Cody right. returns, and then Cody Roman has a face off, and that can get us past. Um, the record and yeah, the record and whatnot. Okay, that's all I got. All right, so that's let's book this. Um, so I do have this book to Mania next year. Um, so not necessarily the same. I don't have a kidnapping of Cody Rhodes happening <laughs> here, but uh, so what <laughs> I have, what I do have though, is I know some people aren't big fans of the tag match. I think that that should be the match this year. I understand it could take away from other spots, but what I think should happen is that should be the only match these four are in. I don't want a double main event. I know Triple H has said it's going to be Roman versus Cody, but I think that's I think what we're building up to is Seth Rollins is not healthy. He has he doesn't necessarily have a I I, I know we're getting a, a opponent for him at Elimination Chamber. Uh but um, I, I think you could have Seth. I'm with you. He loses to Drew. I think Drew, and we'll get into Elimination Chamber. So maybe Seth double duties because I don't think Seth will really play a big proponent in this tag team match. Um, because what you could then have is um, Seth gets injured in his match on night one. So now Cody's got to go by himself against The Rock. And in Roman, that's where that's how we can sort of work around it. Um, and then, um, obviously, Roman he's not defending the title, you know. And I know it's going to piss people off, I, I, I understand it, but Roman and Rock easily win. You could do something crazy where maybe Jey Uso comes in, and but he's going to be against. Uh, Jimmy more than likely anyway. So I don't think them they're going to play a major part. What really matters though is, and I've been saying this for a few months, this is going to be the year of solo Sokoa. Now I still think the rocks going to turn on Roman after the match, 
but it's not going to be The Rock. It's going to be Solo who does it first. I did it for The Rock. That gets us through SummerSlam, where I do believe we'll see Roman versus Rock at SummerSlam. Um, and um, with the stipulation being if Roman loses, The Rock becomes Tribal Chief, and Roman has to face whoever he chooses. Rock wins. He then has to face Solo Sokoa. Um, I would have this. F, um, this would be kind of difficult to to squeeze it in. Any you know that match ends up to me being at Royal Rumble next year. Solo versus Roman. Roman now gets the record. He gets through Rumble. Solo beats Roman with the Rock interference, and then we end again with Rock versus Roman two at Mania next year, where it's a, a bigger feel um, type match. Nothing's really on the line. Um, and because the Rock the Rock loses, Roman wins. He can go back to being part-time. He doesn't really have to do much, or he can just leave. Um, but Wait, so Which pay-per-view does the does Roman lose the title at? Royal Rumble next year. Okay. Yeah. So, 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 so his, his SummerSlam match against against The Rock. Right. The stipulation is if The Rock wins, Rock becomes Tribal Chief. Okay. Which, so Rock wins, and then at some point between SummerSlam and Royal Rumble next year, he tells Roman, I got you a new competitor, and it's going to be Solo, because Solo has turned on Roman. I don't think people understand the Bloodline gimmick. What, what is Roman Reigns' gimmick? He's... And this is more so not even with the uh, with the bloodline. This has been since Philly twenty but sixteen, you know, post Shield where he won and got booed out of the arena. It's he's the dude who he doesn't believe in himself, and so when he came back as the heel, he had to build the stable to to save him from losing. And and you notice this when he's by himself, no family, and the crowd starts booing him, you know the whole story of Roman Reigns' character is actually very deep. Um, he does, he, he, when the, he wants the crowd to like him. Mm -hmm. And so, and that's why his catchphrase is acknowledge me. And when they don't acknowledge, I mean, there's that self doubt. And so now that the whole team, Paul Heyman's going to go everyone, they've already planted seeds. He's Braun breakers is the next Paul Heyman, yeah. uh, Paul Heyman guy. They've already planted w way too many seeds. That's, pretty easy to predict um and so when Heyman leaves and then the rock and solo sort of turn on on roman around SummerSlam this year this sets up roman by himself where he sort of hides away and then as tribal chief the rock can say hey roman you have to defend that title or mm -hmm. you know and then he could partner up with nick aldis and nick aldis can say you have to face whoever the tribal chief says you have to face Roman or we're going to take the title from you. And so he gets forced into a match against solo at Royal rumble next year. Um, and I think solo Sokoa will be a major focal point the rest of this year. Um, and then eventually what we can go a little bit deeper. I think eventually what's going to happen is Jimmy and Jay are going to reconcile, become a tag team again. And the bloodline can become this new, this new, uh, face faction of Solo Rock and the two Usos. 
Um, okay. And because they're never going to turn Jay heel again, they, they there's no way you can do that. Mm. The fan, he's too much of a fan favorite now. So yeah, that's that that's my sort of prediction. So what I want the the Discord and the commenters on YouTube, everyone, whose plan do you like better? You like <laughs> Wavy D's? You like mine? Uh, let us know. We want to uh, know uh, who do you think cooked a, a little bit better in this prediction, and then we'll we'll do this each week. I uh, haven't really figured out what I'm gonna do next week, but it's either gonna be like a gimmick, a character, and it, it will be main roster because I know not everyone wants this NXT, so I don't want to have that unfair advantage. Um, but with that, let's get into the meat of this podcast, and that is our elimination chamber predictions. We only have four matches. We have the two chamber matches. We got Rhea and Nia Jax. And we got the tag team match with Judgment Day versus um, they call Bay them the, and Dunn. Yeah, they call them the New Catch Republic. That's a dumb name. I'm oh, sorry. That, I, I thought it was British Strong Style. It, it, or, this or is listed as, I think that's the old name, and now they're known as New Catch Republic, whatever the hell that right. means. I, catch style wrestling is like British style wrestling. So I just but call them Bait and yeah, Dunn. Tyler Bait and, and, and Dunn, yeah. Um, so let's well, let's actually talk about that match. Who do you think wins? Um, I think that one's probably the easiest up here to predict. I think Judgment Day win. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't want to spoil it, but I think yeah, they win, and then I think it's Judgment Day versus Awesome Truth at Mania. Ooh, that is a hot take because everyone sort of assumes it's going to be a Judgment Day versus DIY. But um, I like awesome truth. I like that. I like. I, I, think, I think I think they're planting the seeds heavy, and like DIY already lost and all this yeah. stuff. Yeah. So yeah. I think you get them versus awesome truth. Yeah, I like that. I'm going judgment. That that's easy. It's judgment day. There's there's uh, no chance in hell. Pete Dunn and Tyler Bate won the tag titles. Um, it would be great if we can just split these titles because I, I I don't necessarily care about it. I have an idea for that. Oh boy, let's hear it. All right. So so this goes off of Truth and Truth and Miz win the title at WrestleMania. Okay. So I so I think happens, you know, awesome truth. They win the title at WrestleMania. You know, they go on for like a month or two, you know, say as your tag champions. And then you, you know our truth is character where he's you know, he's kinda yeah. kinda wild and oblivious and you know, not not in the right headspace or whatever. I think you know how the how they're mainly raw superstars. I think that you know one SmackDown or whatever, you have R True show up to SmackDown on his own, thinking that they had a tag team title defense. Uh-huh. And then so Miz is not there because he's like, you know, and so so um so R Truth wages up wages up the tag the SmackDown tag titles on SmackDown. Miz isn't there, and they and they lose it to someone like pretty deadly or something like that to a heel team. Okay. So yeah, so Truth loses it in a one-on-two handicap match. <laughs> okay, and then so technically, so they just split the belts that way. Okay, that makes sense. Let's move on to the other singles match. Then we'll talk about the two chamber matches. It's Rhea Ripley and Nia Jax. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess we can have the whole conversation of them being in Australia. You know, 
5 a.m. start time here on the East Coast. I think it's like 2 p.m. if you are out in California. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hawaii is like midnight, so just don't ever go to sleep there. You'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, but us here on the on the East Coast, 5 p.m. start time. I know you're you're planning 5 on watching it. 5 a.m. Yeah, excuse me. Yeah, 5 a.m. Excuse me. Don't want to. Don't want y'all starting coming at me. You said five. No, it's 5 a.m. My apologies. Um, I know you're planning on sort of like napping on Friday and, and watching it live. Yeah, I, I plan I, going to sleep I'm early. Not, I'm not. I'm sorry. I got work I'm, on Saturday. I'm going to sleep early. <laughs> I'm setting an alarm for 4.55 a.m. <laughs> I'm going to wake up. I'm going to tune in the Peacock, get in my recliner, sit back, and enjoy the show. All right. Um, I'm going to watch after I get off work. On Saturday, so it'll be Saturday evening when I actually get to watch um, this whole event. Do you agree with just centered around Rio Ripley? Um, I think they should have centered it around more of their Australian stars. I mean, of course, Rio Ripley is your biggest Australian star, but there's a few more like you know hometown heroes you could put up there. Like, like I think Indy Hartwell should have won the um, yeah. The, the last person qualifying match, Battle Royal, to get into the chamber. So you could have had Indy in the chamber match. You know, of course, you know, at that point, you know that, you know, they might turn on the winner of that match. But but if you if you, if you eliminate Indy earlier, like, you know, if she's not the one who's getting pinned final, then I think right. you could avoid that and you, you, still, you still get your person cheered. Um, I would have got Bronson Reed in there. I mean, I, yeah. I, still, I, I still have a prediction for how he gets in there. I think he still makes it. Um, I think you could put Waller in the match. I mean, I know he has the the segment, you know, the Waller effect. But I think you could have got him in there. I think there's a few superstars you could have worked in there to get there. Yeah, absolutely. especially when, especially when having four matches. Right, absolutely. Um, Rhea Ripley beats Nia Jax, right? That's easy. We we. Um. Yes, I did try to toy with it a little bit, but I was like, there's no way Rhea doesn't walk out with without the title. Yeah, yeah. so I got Rhea. Yeah, and my, my theory with this is WWE is doing these sort of international things, and, and y'all have heard my opinion on that. I'm not the biggest fan, but I also think um, a lot of this is just going to be, like, centered around, like, one or two superstars from that area. Similar to what they did in Puerto Rico, where it was all centered on Selena Vega, but more so Bad Bunny and Damian Priest. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think Australia, we're going to focus on Rhea Ripley. She's going to be a main focal point. I'm assuming, this is just my assumption, she's going to main event. Um, you end the okay. show, you send you send Australia home happy with, with mommy winning the match. That's just my assumption. But, you know, we got France. I don't know who, there's no French people that I know of outside of Maurice on the roster. Um, Prayers so, out to Maurice. <laughs> yeah, get healthy. Um, and then you know Germany's going to be Kaiser, Ludwig, Gunther, potentially Dragonoff if he's been moved up by then, because okay. he is from Germany. Um, but it's going to be a big focus there. They're going to Canada. They always go to Canada though, so that's nothing really, yeah, really new. So. Um, I think these international events are going to really more so just be like 
big events centered around the two or three superstars from these from this area. Um, and I think they add more. I think there's a potential, you know, September event or whatever. And I think that's also the reason why the German sh- show was pushed back as far back as it was. Because Gunther will be able to travel at that point. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, there's no way Rhea Ripley doesn't walk out of Australia with oh, yeah, still nah. champion. There's just no way. So let's break down the other two. I'm going to start with the men's first. because I, I think the women's is a little bit more unpredictable to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's start with the men. And let's just talk about the amount of star power in this match. Oh, yeah. It, they filled this match. You got Drew McIntyre. You got Randy Orton, Bobby Lashley, L.A. Knight, Owens. Yeah. And Logan Paul, the the, the U.S. champion, Logan Paul. So we're building a story for the U.S. title for Mania in this match. Of course. Uh, Of course. We're building probably another story, and this is just my prediction, but I'll go first here. I think Drew's winning. I think this is easy Mm -hmm. to predict. Drew's winning. And this is where I think we get the, you know, my Mania predictions. I said Owens versus Randy Orton was going to be a Mania match. I think we get that here. Um, I think we get LA Knight versus Logan Paul built up. Bobby Lashley, this he's gonna face it. Carrying Cross, unfortunately. How we get there, that's a whole different story. Maybe potentially, I think it would be cool if during this match the lights went off and AOP is inside the chamber and body slams Lashley and under the direction of carrying cross. And then the lights go back out and they leave and then he gets pinned something like that. Mm. Um, but he's, it's drew McIntyre's match. I think everyone sort of, once CM Punk went down, I think everyone sort of figured McIntyre was going to take that spot. And I think it's well-deserved. Let's see. As for me, I have the same thing. I have Drew McIntyre winning, but I have a small asterisk. Okay. Um, I have, I'm replacing Lashley with Bronson Reed. Okay. So I think something something similar happens where Karrion Cross and AOP they come out, but I okay. think they ambush Lashley on his way to the ring or on whatever the, on the entrance. Okay. And then Bronson Reed takes advantage, and then he he comes and takes a spot in the chamber. That'd be crazy. Because they yeah. they they were alluding to it this past this uh, Monday yeah. Night Raw, where Bronson was telling Adam Pierce he was going to get to to Lunatic Chamber one way or another. So yeah. he's, he's he either he's going to take someone out or Cross and AOP are going to take someone out. But I'm pretty sure Cross and AOP are going to take Bobby out and yeah. Bronson gets in the match. Yeah. Um, with this match, I I've seen not a lot of people complaining about it, but I'm sure there's people out there about Logan Paul being in this match. Um, what's your thoughts on it? Like, do you I care mean, that the U.S. champion is fighting for yeah. a spot? A spot. I mean, I mean, let's see. So, if you, if you, if you look at it, technically, Roman Reigns is is a double champion. All right. right. I, I know. I know they transformed it into one belt or whatever, but he was walking around as Roman two belts for a long time. Your tag team champions are two no. belt are two belt holders, right? So, I mean, like, if Logan Paul wants to enter the chamber. I mean, also because the way the way you looked at is that your mid card titles are stepping stones 
on the way to gain the world titles. Yep. So if you have the mid card title, you should be, you know, on your way up to the to the to the main event to, to fight for a title. And also, right. like, I mean, say say we take Logan Paul out, right? Who are we really dying to put into the match? Like, like, yeah, like I, who, I think who's I like, think that's... who do we must see? Right, especially when you're in a in a field where you have McIntyre, Orton, Owens, Lashley. He's more mid card. LA Knight's sort of falling down the pecking order, but you have fan favorites in this match. Putting someone like Montez Ford, Tazawa, Finn Balor, someone like that outside. The only other person I would have put in this spot would have been Dominic. Or, or I mean, I, I would also consider AJ Styles or Styles, but but he did, I forgot who he lost his match to. Yeah, he, he, he was in one of the qualifying matches, but he lost. I forgot who he lost to though. Um, what, he, might, he, might have been Lashley. He, I think he lost to Orton. Okay. Um, but I just, I, I don't, I don't see a reason to not have Logan Paul in there. He's yeah. first off, Endeavor is trying to make this Australian event feel important, yes. and there's nothing more important than Logan Paul. Yeah, like, the Maverick. Right. So, and sort of going to go on a little rabbit hole here, but the way that they've been treating the TV shows like they did this Monday, first off, Kevin Dunn, I don't, I've told y'all once we got rid of this guy, everything will get better. The camera angles we got on Monday, Mm -hmm. we have this shot going in through the door into perfect. Fuego. Uh, uh, Fire. Um, We had, you know, Michael Chandler calling out or it's a I don't even know his name. I don't, I forgot, but I think it's, it's either Michael or Sean. One of the he called out Conor McGregor. Yep, we're gonna see this all the time now. Perfection. I know a lot of people said it didn't make sense. It made a lot of sense to me. You had Endeavor trying to promote all the. You had PBR professional bull riders. No one in this audience <laughs> cares about PBR, but Endeavor doesn't care. Uh, Netflix was sitting front row. How about like? <laughs> You announced a deal with the Honda Center in Anaheim for UFC and WWE. Endeavor is going to, and everyone's like, oh, this is, I know you mentioned something. There was like a 30-minute span where it was nothing but promo between matches. And I understand as a live audience member, that's probably not the best thing to to sit through. Um, But we have to understand this is, the the product's made for the TV audience. Mm -hmm. Um. And so um, I was actually watching it with my brother and he was like, when are they going to wrestle again? I want more matches. And I said, that's not what this is. This this, Monday Night Raw is a promo for all the products they got sponsored. That's all Monday Night Raw is. You'll get Mm. four or five matches. You'll promo the event leading into the premiere live. It's sort of like a movie, right? The trailer is not going to give away everything the movie has in it. Mm hmm. And that's all Monday Night Raw is, is a week-by-week trailer of the pr- premium live event. And then um, even the matches we got were fired. You had Cody right, Drew came right, off the show. Right. Then you had Gable and Ivar, which was fire. And then you ended the night right. with... Um, I'm drawing a blank. Um, shit. I'm drawing a blank, wait. <laughs> Jungle Boy, nah. Uh, what the hell? Who ended the oh, night? Oh, the IC match. Gunther J. Yeah, yeah, Gunther. <laughs> um 
first off, you mentioned Gable. We need to give this man a title. When 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 Gunther's done with this title, I know. Yes. When he's done, give it to Gable, please. I'm okay with playing a little like hot potato with the with the mid card titles. Right. So so I think I think it was Nerdy D who mentioned this that after these long runs, let's play some hot potato with these titles once they're over with. The IC mm-hmm. title, change it four or five times in a month. Uh, Rhea Ripley, when she lo- I don't even know when she loses this title. To be honest I think, with you, uh, I'll, I, it, okay, this, I'll say it for later. This goes into our okay. next prediction. Okay. But you know, when Roman is done and Cody wins it, Cody, I hate to say this to you, Cody fans, he's a transitional champion. If he beats Roman Reigns, he's not going to have it much longer than four months. I, I just don't see him having a year-long run with this title, especially after putting it on someone for three and a half years. Mm. So, yeah, I just let's play hot potato. Let's 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 get Gable an opportunity to pay off the last six years of gimmicks that you know shouldn't have been over, but he got over. Yep. Um, you know, Kaiser needs a title. Dude's probably the best part of Imperium. Mm-hmm. Um. And so, and we got, we, and then last thing about Monday Night Raw, before we talk about this women's match, I think it was Starry Night Sky who mentioned, does Adam Pierce do anything? He let, he let Braun Breaker go to SmackDown. He doesn't break up J- Jimmy Uso and Jey Uso. What's your GM doing over there on Team Red? Yo, Adam, yo, Adam Pierce. <laughs> If if you'll remember before Nick Aldis got here, okay, Adam <laughs> Pierce was under a lot of stress, okay. Not not only was he running Monday Night Raw, he was running SmackDown as well, mm. and also like two two hours of the show, he he has to dedicate to Chelsea Green, okay. Yeah, I I don't know if you know this, but I I've got insider scoop that Chelsea Green has a long list of demands when she gets to the arena, okay, and she she doesn't dilly dally with the with the. The, the event staff, okay? She goes straight to Adam Pierce because Adam Pierce gets stuff done. You know, so okay. I don't know, I don't know if you know this but or not, but Chelsea Green doesn't like green M&Ms, okay? Mm. So mm. When, she, when she gets to her dressing room, okay, her VIP dressing room, wow. she requires M&Ms, no green ones, okay? Mm. And, and, and you want to know who she who she relies on to help her? Adam Pierce picks out every single green M&M out of that bowl yeah. to help her out. Okay. So Adam has a lot on his hands right now, Okay. Mm. And also, I don't want you to forget. But before we before we get to these these NXT signings, Adam Pierce brought in CM Punk. Mind you, he got a little hurt, but he brought in CM Punk. Mm. He was yeah. gonna bring in Randy Orton, but then Nick Aldis showed up, and Randy Orton had some had some, you know he had some beef to take up with, with Roman Reigns. Okay, Randy, Randy Orton was about to come over here. Mind you, also if we can recall, um, Adam Pierce got Jay Uso on SmackDown. I'm Monday Night Raw, okay? Okay. He brought over Jay Uso, so Adam Pierce is a busy man, okay? Mm. And he he has to he has to deal directly with this three hour show that he needs help because he doesn't have Roman Reigns taking up an hour long segment in the ring, okay? So <laughs> he has, he has a show entrance. to fill. That's just his entrance, my dude. I got your back, Adam Pierce. I got your back. Uh, it's all right. We all know the greatest GM is Ava. No, I'm I'm playing. Teddy Long. I... Teddy Long is the greatest GM of all <laughs> yeah. time. Yeah, but let's talk about this women's elimination chamber. So we got Becky, we got Bianca, we got Liv Morgan. We figured out Tiffany and Naomi last Friday, and we have a last chance qualifier. Because I was sitting after Friday, who are they going to put in this sixth spot? 
How are they going to do this? I figured it would be someone like Natalia. <laughs> and and Muscle Mommy, Raquel mm. Rodriguez, the back we've all been waiting to see. I'm glad that she's back. She is back. What a surprise. As soon as she her entrance played, I knew she was winning this. Um, I held out hope for Indy Hartwell. I held out hope. Yeah. Um, this changes my prediction for this match a little bit. Or at least how difficult. So I know everyone, and I think I know where you're going, so I'm not going to name it. But this match is stacked, too. Yeah. I don't think, uh, you know, Tiffany Stratton, I think they're going to get a match somewhere. I, I'm leaning towards her and Bianca. I really am. I think that might be the big SmackDown feud for her. Um, the problem with that is, is Bianca or Tiffany, one of them are going to take a loss at Mania. And that may hurt the momentum for one of them. Naomi is on SmackDown, so I'm assuming she'll get Liv Morgan in a match if they set up something. It's Liv on Raw or SmackDown. I don't actually know. To be I think I'm pretty sure she's on Raw. Okay, uh, who knows? Not, this may Maybe? not necessarily set up perfect feuds. Um, but I'm I'm between Raquel and I'm between Becky, and that's where I'll leave it at. I'm going to let you predict first. See if you could sway me one way or the other. Who you got winning? I'm not going to lie. I mean, I don't have Raquel winning. She's not in my debate topic. I mean, I know that they that they teased um, Raquel and, and um, Rhea for a little bit before Raquel was out with the whole um, health care issue. So I know they teased that, but like they've been teasing Becky and Rhea for like a year. Mm-hmm. I mean, so the two people that I'm kind of tosses between it was actually Rhea and Bianca. Okay. No, sorry. I mean, it was Becky and Bianca. Okay. Because, you know, Becky and Rhea, yes, they, you know, they were teasing for a year. But, like, I kind of want to see Bianca and Rhea over Becky, Rhea. Right. Like, imagine, like, the the athletic, the athletic, like, monsters that Bianca and Rhea are, like, the athletic freaks. And, like, how, just imagine that Mania match. Like, if, if we thought that Charlotte and Rhea was great last year, I right. think Bianca and Rhea could top that. Okay. Because, so so you're, um, you're leaning more towards the match that – the best match, not necessarily, like, a story. I mean, yeah. Necessarily. Well, yeah. Because, uh, well, I mean, I do have Becky winning. I have Becky okay. – that's my final prediction is that Becky's going to win. But okay. I did Harper over this for, like, 15 minutes. I mean, like, like seven minutes. I was harping over like who I thought was gonna win this, and like in my head I'm like, okay, so what direction do each of these characters go in after after Chamber head towards Mania? Right. I was like, if you look at the Raw end of it, like Monday Night Raw, like there's not much for Becky to do outside of the Rhea match. Mm-hmm. I was like, you might be able to book her in like a, a rematch against Nia. I know she lost to Nia, but I was right. like, I don't really want to see that at Mania. And also, like you, you push the Becky Rhea thing at the kickoff thing, the kickoff. Right, show. right. And I'm just like, okay. So I'm like, well, Belair, either she's gonna face Jade or team with Jade. I think so. I think she's gonna be tied with Jade somehow. Okay. But then, but that was like, wait, Jade, Jade can't lose her first Mania match. Right. And then so- also Bianca, they're pushing this whole thing about her streak. Like she, I don't know. I've been catching on to this lately. They've been pushing that she has a little bit the undefeated. Going. Yeah, I think it's like three or four manias. She's she's undefeated yeah. that, and I was like, I don't know if they're gonna try to make like almost like an Undertaker esque streak out of her. 
I mean, I know it's the very early stages, but when, like, she's a, she's gonna be a name for the next ten years, right? Um, so you mentioned Jade, and there's a lot of people sort of upset that Jade got pulled out of this match. Raquel essentially took her spot; she was supposed to win that that match. Um, but the fear was if she she wasn't scheduled to win the chamber, and they didn't want her to lose her momentum going into mania. They, yeah. So I makes actually sense. agree with this decision. Yeah. Makes um, sense. and so Jade's going to win whatever she's in at mania and you need to sort of keep her the illusion that she, she, once she loses, she loses a lot of the hype around her. Mm. Um, and so she, if any, I don't think she wrestles on TV until after mania. That's just, they're, they're just going to protect her. They're they're doing what I I would do with someone the caliber of of Jade Cargill. I don't know because I'm I'm one of the ones that are like okay, well they teased Raquel before she had to leave, um and and that Raquel is my prediction. I'm gonna stand on business like I like I did in in the uh, CWC watch along chat. Stand on that business. I think Raquel is gonna win this match. However, we've never gotten Becky versus Rhea, ever, and I don't know another time we could potentially get it. Yeah, where it would where, would, where it would mean something. Um, so the official prediction is Raquel, but if Becky wins, I'm not going to be upset. Hell, if Tiffany Stratton wins, I'm not going to be upset. If any of these win, I'm not going to be. Oh, that's a lie. If Liv Morgan wins, I'm going to be very <laughs> upset. Um, but. But yeah, well, if it's Becky, Bianca, if it's Raquel, if it's Tiffany, I don't think Naomi's gonna be put in the spotlight anytime soon. Um, see, your your reasoning is actually the exact reasoning why I used that it wasn't gonna be Raquel. Right. So you know, so Rhea Becky, it's, it's it, there's only two places you can do that match: mm-hmm. WrestleMania, SummerSlam. Right, I, that, that's a big match, okay. And right. like as Raquel and Rhea is a big match. You could you could put down a backlash. You could you could put you could put that on a judgment day. You could put that on a, you know, I can feel feel that money in the bank. I feel that. That's why I'm like you could you you could do that match within the next three months. Wavy D over here pushing me to 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 not stand on business because it's gonna it's gonna be Becky Lynch. I mean, yeah, you could pick it that that way. We have have, have different predictions. That way, one of us loses, one of us wins. So it's gonna be Becky Lynch, but my official prediction is gonna be Raquel. Just 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 the. Switch it up a little bit. And a, a fun little game. Where where do you see the rest of these women going as far as their their mania, mania path? Um, I think Bianca and Tiffany are going to start something. Yep. Um, Naomi is difficult right now because she hasn't really. I mean, she just came back. We haven't really seen much of anything mm-hmm. outside of this chamber qualifier. Liv is difficult too because she just came back. Ra- Raquel just came back. And Tiffany just again, Tiffany and Bianca. I think it's going to be the thing. I think. I don't know. I don't. I'm still holding out hope that mm. Naomi is willing to bring in Sasha Banks. I really. <laughs> I don't think it's going to happen. But until March 13th, when she shows up in Boston in the TD Garden, that's half sold out because the rest of the tickets didn't sell. Um, 
the emptiest TD Garden ever is. Um, until she shows up on AEW television, Sasha Banks is coming back. To I'm not going to guarantee this one like I'm guaranteeing Okada. Which, speaking of which, look, James, we need a wager, my dude. Yes, quit, quit being a little chicken. Let's just put up. It don't even got to be a lot. Don't even got to be a lot. I, I, I like Cody's idea, the T-shirt idea. Yeah, you rock, you rock AEW T-shirt on your podcast for a few episodes. And then if, James rocks a WWE T-shirt. If if Okada shows up on AEW television, and I'm wrong, I'll buy an AEW an AEW logo T-shirt. And six months from now, when it actually gets here, because they take forever to ship, um, I'll wear it, and I'll wear it for a whole two. Let's do a whole month, four episodes. I'll wear it. That's my wager. You can accept it or deny it, but that I, I, I'll stand on that business. Man, we stand on business at the Slap of Me podcast. We stand on business. <laughs> um, we also stand on being on time. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, final thoughts on Elimination Chamber. The Chamber down under. You looking for oh. like? So I I always have this philosophy. I don't get too hype about PLEs because if I expect an A plus. I can't be, you know, overachieved. Like, if I expect an A-plus and get an A-plus, okay, I got what I expected. But if I get a B, I get disappointed. So I always shoot for C-plus. Because if I get a C-plus, I get a normal show. But if they give me an A-plus, like I think they will, then I can leave happy. What do you, what do you, what's your sort of gauge of expectation in this? All right, so since we're going to the A down under, I'm giving them an A-minus. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm predicting A minus B tier pay per view. Okay, I'll stay with that. I'll stay with. I, I think I think they're going to deliver, but I'm 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 a realist, and I stay sort of like I'm not going to raise my expectations, but I think they I think they will deliver. We oh. forgot to talk about Grayson Waller though. Oh yeah, first, I, have, I have predictions for that. <laughs> first off, we're gonna get a couple shoeies. There's no way you go to Australia with Grayson Waller and he's not drinking out of a shoe. Um. Second, what do you think happens during this promo? It's Cody Rhodes, right? It's both of them, Cody and Seth. Cody and Seth. Okay, what do you think happens? So, um, I mean, I wrote down that, that the tag team match gets made official between Rock and Roman and Cody and Seth. Okay. Uh, even though I don't want it to. But what I think happens, I think Waller comes out, he does his usual stick, he plays up to the Aussie crowd, you know what I'm saying? Right. And then he, he brings out Cody and Seth. You know, he does the typical, you know, host stuff where like he instigates some stuff and he pokes the bear mm-hmm. and then eventually, you know, the faces, you know, say so they get upset and then they beat him down and then he gets beat up. <laughs> Do you think I know for the longest time and about you know, everyone was saying if The Rock was gonna show up to face Roman, Australia was an area he could show up because they'd pay money for it. They've been sort of mm. pushing the do you think maybe now that The Rock is back, this would be a great place to sort of un- unexpectedly announce him or not announce him and sort of just put him in? Do you think maybe The Rock shows up? You know, Roman's not going to be there, obviously. What but- if, oh, what if, I'm cooking right now. You just, you just, gave, you just gave me an idea. <laughs> so, since we're an Aussie, right? In mm-hmm. theory, it's, it's technically going to be a hometown face. Right. So, uh, what if. Uh, Okay, so 
No, nah, because Cody said they're gonna be there. But I was I was thinking like you do something where like the Rock comes out and the Rock gets like almost like a like a small warm up match or something where you just like kind of like a like an improv two kind of beat down that Grayson Waller establishes himself right. as more of a heel. He gets, he gets ooze coming down. Yeah, he beats up Waller. But but then you already have Cody and Seth there, so like they're already a part of the show. So what do Cody and Seth do during that? Yeah, that is a it's a good good I don't know. I don't know. That's a good that's a good question. That that that's sort of the danger of having your heel because you, Rhea Ripley's getting cheered this entire match. So it, it's kind of a danger to cater your entire show around your heels knowing it's a hometown show and they're going to get cheered for. So, um, I don't know. I do. I do think the rock shows up. I personally do. Whether it is to a completely officially make the match official, uh, as the tag team, but uh, I want to get your, Oh, I worked, I worked out. Okay. So instead instead of poking Cody and Seth, like, you know, what, what, what if he, you know, he's poking them or whatever, right? Cody and Seth are out there. But then, like, Roman and Rock make their, you know, their unannounced visit and save all all four of them in the ring. Waller's also in the ring. But then Roller, Waller pokes at the Rock a little too much or asks the wrong question. And then Ooh. Rock and then Rock lays him out. So the Rock gets booed down from the from the Aussie fans. Right. And so he gets the boos. And also, he's supposed to be a bad guy in the first place. So he's, so it's good that he's getting all these boos. And it translates. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think uh, they're working out. They're they're smart people at, at the helm there. Um, so yeah, Helmsley. um, I think it's going to be a pretty decent show. I, I think I think Triple H is. If there's one thing I know about Triple H, if even if TV sucked, which it doesn't, the PLE, the Takeover event, <laughs> when he was in control of NXT, it's going to be an A plus. So I have high expectations. And and I hope I hope it it works. But let's uh, let's dig into some of these questions here. Th- these people I, I posted yesterday in the Discord. Join the, join the Junkyard Media Group Discord link is in the description. You can ask your questions. We got a lot to talk about here. Um, let's start with the winners here. He has a few questions for us. The first one. Which match are you all more disappointed on missing out on this year at WrestleMania? Rock versus Roman or Punk versus Seth? I am more disappointed I'm missing out on Punk versus Seth. I am disappointed that because I'm I'm disappointed in all the promo battle we didn't get leading up to it. Mm-hmm. I feel like it was gonna be money on the mic leading up to the match. You know, saying they're both really good, you know, like you know, they know how to and not work a match. So, right. like, are we gonna get crazy spots everywhere at Punk's old age? Maybe not. But we're gonna get very good story wrestling. You know, saying I'm sure, I'm sure um, Punk was still have taken some some of Seth's moves, but we definitely got some very good storytelling wrestling, uh, some good emotion, some good ring psychology. But like, just the promos leading up to that would have been magic. Right. I'm actually going to agree with you. But more so because Roman and Rock are still going to be at Mania. And so we're not really missing anything. Mm. Um, and if it goes the way I think it goes, I can wait another year before I get Roman versus Rock. 
or six more months if it happens at SummerSlam. But Punk versus Seth, it's not going to mean nothing if Seth isn't champion. And I don't think Seth will be champion by time CM Punk can come back. Yep. Um, and so, um, yeah. And then the promo, I mean, the promo battles, I guess we can get when he comes back. But, again, it doesn't really mean much if there's nothing for Punk to really fight for. Um, Punk versus Drew will be fun. When, when he comes back, I think that'll be the feud going into SummerSlam will be Punk versus Drew. Um, and that'll be fun. But yeah, definitely sucks for missing out on Seth and Punk because that's been sort of even before Punk left in 2014. That was sort of like a I don't, I don't like the term dream match because Tony kind of sort of killed that for for the whole industry. Mm -hmm. Every match is a dream match on AEW. Um, mm -hmm. But it's it was sort of a match that we all sort of wanted to see was Punk and Seth, and it kind of sucks that we're missing out again. Witters also ask, who is going to have a better first-year main roster run between Tiffany Stratton and Braun Breaker? I'll let you go first. I think, yeah, I think the answer is... Braun Breaker. Um, and I'm, I'm saying that now because he's he's been ready for three years. He's, you know... He's sort of like Roman Reigns in the terms of like every single one of his matches are the same. And so he's got it sort of down pat. This is what I'm going to do, where I'm going to do it, how I'm going to do it. We've seen Tiffy and look, nothing wrong with her. She's fantastic in what she does. But she came out on Monday. She was the only heel and she's the only heel on this match. Technically, she could not get any heat. And maybe that's the crowd. Um but she she's messed up a couple times and you know on these uh setting up the springboards from the, the third you know the backflip from the for her finisher she slipped a couple and wasn't positioned right and, and that'll get fixed um once she gets sort of chemistry with the main roster mm -hmm. um but i think braun breaker he his move set's simpler his character is a lot more simple and I think they're going to do a lot to protect him. I'm going to go Braun Breaker here. All right. So I think I got to go Tiffany Stratton on this one. And okay. the, the reason I go Tiffany, Tiffany Stratton is I see the path to her getting championship victories easier than Braun Breaker. I feel like there's a couple guys ahead of Braun who might have to play, you know, okay. uh, who, who might have to play like um, – Hot tail with the title before he gets it. Okay. Like, like you know, like we don't think Guther is losing it until Bash at Berlin at least. Right. He might lose it sooner than that, but we don't think he's losing it until like probably around then. So that's like the, the icy title is kind of out the way. Oh, he's on SmackDown, right? Broadbreaker. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. So it's that U.S. title. So. Okay. Yeah. I mean. Okay. Yeah. The U.S. title is gonna get his hands on, but again, he's not getting his hands on the world title. Roman's locking that up for a while. Right. And I, I think I think Tiffany Stratton has the has benefits from, you know, saying, do we see Bailey as a, a transitional champion? Because um, she, she she can also form a tag team, go after the women's tag team titles. That's mm. gonna be easier to get her hands on. Look, all, I, also all I'm saying, all talk I'm saying to the title. All I'm saying is Chelsea Green and Tiffany Stratton would mm -hmm. be excellent together. That's what I'm saying. Superstar shakeup after Mania. Mm -hmm. Get Chelsea on SmackDown or get Tiffany on Raw. 
Pierce and, gets tired of dealing with Chelsea and sends her to SmackDown. Yes, and then he <laughs> she's a headache for Nick Aldis. <laughs> Because like I, I can see Tiffany having an easier path against some stuff. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. maybe she maybe they bring back Queen of the Ring. Maybe she gets like the mm. money the bra- money the bank briefcase. Okay. I, I, I can see her winning some some big gimmick matches that don't don't necessarily put Tyler Tyler in her hand right away. Okay. But she also has an easier path to titles. Okay. Absolutely, I could see that. I think either one is gonna are gonna have a great first year. Um, also, SmackDown lacks top heels in the women's division. Yeah, yeah, they do. Um, his other question here, he got a couple more. Uh, list three people you think are going into the Hall of Fame this year. I think we may differ a little bit here. Um, I'm gonna let you go first here. So, I definitely think number one that, that we might agree on is Paul Heyman. But I, I don't know if they're going to do it because I don't know if they want to take any attention away from the bloodline story. Okay. So so maybe they, they push off on it a little bit. But also, I think that, you know, if they do, if, you know, the three people, you have one who's like the main guy who's getting in, and the other two people are kind of like lesser talents. So, like, whether you push off Batista to next year or you put – so three potential people. I don't think they're all going in the, in the same class. But three three potential people. Paul Heyman, Batista. I can't really think. I couldn't think of a third at first. Um, give, give, give you three, and then I'll, I'll think of a third person. But right now, I'm thinking Paul Heyman and Batista. Okay, so I'm with you. They're throwing Batista away from the, this. I don't think it happens this year. However, this year, I'm going to say, and I know we sort. You sort of said something where you don't think they'll put multiple headline caliber people in the same class. I think they do this year. I think we'll get Bray Wyatt. I think okay. I, I think solely because it's in Philadelphia, and that alone, we get uh, Paul Heyman. And and then I think I'm trying to think of a third because it could be Batista, but I do think they throw that away um, until next year. Um, trying to think real quick, Heyman, Bray Wyatt. And I'm trying to think of a woman who could be in there. All the Attitude Era women that should be there are already there. China's not there yet. I don't think she gets in. I'm just that's just a personal. I don't think she gets in solo because of Playboy. But Miss um, Elizabeth, she could get in. But I'm going to come up with another name, and that is AJ Lee. Okay. Um, Punk's back. It sounds like that uh, uh, relationship has sort of been mended a little bit. Um, so yeah, AJ Lee, she deserves it. She's she she had a career that deserves the Hall of Fame. Um. So yeah, AJ Lee, Paul Heyman, and um, Bray Wyatt. Let's see. So, so some names that I, I, you know, I'm not gonna lie, kind of googled real fast, you know, saying potential names, but I see problems with a lot of these guys. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. So, I mean, if you want to do like a celebrity one, you know, one of your celebrity wing guys, Cindy Lauper is still not in there. That's crazy. You could you could throw her in there. Um, I know Demolition had like they said they had a um a lawsuit. Against WB for a while, but now Vince is out, so maybe the bad blood's gone. Demolition in there. 
uh, while, while you're think while you're thinking before this last sort of uh allegations came out against Vince, I thoroughly thought Triple H was going to put Vince McMahon in. There's no way in hell they yeah. do it. There's no way in hell they do it now. Uh, you know, unless somehow he beats the lawsuit. I mean, imagine right. he beats the lawsuit, he goes in like a, <laughs> a year or two. Yeah. Um, yeah there's... Speaking of lawsuits, this person probably had a case at some point, but but the current stuff going on with her family, Vicky Guerrero won't make it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, Mabel, Big Big Daddy V, Viscera. I don't know if he's. I don't know if he ages like like age like fine uh, wine. I have, I have good memories of him. He did a lot of stuff in the for WWF WWE. Yeah. But like I just don't think that he has like the. If you look at his like rep, like his um resume, right. I don't know. You got the Rock. You could do the Rock. In a build up almost. He's back this year, but maybe maybe do that. Maybe do, do that the Rock's not in the, I'm pretty sure the Rock's not nah. in the. The Rock's Is the Rock the, not in there. The Rock's not in the Hall of Fame. He, he's not in the Hall of Fame because he wasn't he wasn't gonna do it until he officially retired. Okay, so here's the question. Do they put Cena in? I think I think Cena might Cena might want to retire himself also. I, I, I think also he, think, I think they looked, uh, Jim Johnson, the guy who made all the music for them. He needs to be in there. That's for I, certain. I, I know, I know his family, his his wife and family don't want him in there, but Owen Hart needs to get in there. Owen, oh, and, and I know this is controversial, but we've talked about him before. Chris Benoit, it's not going to happen, but he needs to be in. Just on his career alone, I think he deserves a spot. There's a lot of people. There's a lot of people. Um, if I'm going to make a prediction right now, I'm saying Paul Heyman, Cindy Lauper, and I'll throw in Demolition. Okay. Has uh, the people who did Triple H's music have Motorhead? Have they been inducted yet? I know their lead singer just died a couple years ago, but if not, Triple H is probably going to put them in here soon. Actually, yeah, I'll take out Demolition. I'm putting Jim 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 Johnson. Jim Johnson. Okay. Right, so I got Paul Heyman, Jim Johnson, Cindy Lauper. That's a good class. That's a very good class. <laughs> uh, Witters also asked, "We're going. We're getting on." the slapping me party bus and we're taking a field trip and he gives us three options. We're either going to the devil's playground. We're going to the firefly Funhouse, or we're going to the Island of relevancy. Where are we going? Island of, Re- of relevancy. Absolutely. We're going to the Island yeah, of relevancy. The other two places. We got, who I died. I come back. <laughs> we are going to pay homage to the head of the table. Our tribal chief, Roman Reigns. Absolutely. And then his last question, he always be asking these great food questions. Mm. This time we're going back to breakfast. Are you a sausage guy or are you a bacon guy? Pause. No. Um, I say, <laughs> what I, type of meat are we slapping? <laughs> I, I say I'm, I'm, a, I'm a bacon guy. Yeah. yeah. Also, it, it depends what kind of sausage you talk Wait, right. about. Right. What, what are we talking? Patties? We talking links? Because we ain't eating links in my house. Yeah, like yeah, we're, we're talking like like Italian like sausage. Right. We're talking like the like the the the, yellow, the small yellow box with the sausage links. <laughs> we're not doing patties, bacon. We're doing bacon, bro. Bacon, bacon all day, all day, every day. All day. So, yeah, low key turkey bacon slap too. Turkey bacon is pretty good. All right, so then we get to B Master, and he asks three questions. He says, "In your honest opinion, 
What gives you more goosebumps? A great storyline between two top stars in WWE that's been building up for months or two great top stars that have a once-in-a-lifetime match? So let's put it in simpler terms. Cody Rhodes versus Roman Reigns or Rock versus Roman Reigns is essentially where this is headed. What gives you more goosebumps? Well, I'm not going to lie, but like, wait, okay, so which one is which? Because like, I feel like Cody Rock has had months of build also. It's had like a year and a half. Yeah. yeah. That's a good question. I see more Cody versus Roman as the, the top two stars that have been building for months, or in this case, a year. And then the two great top stars that have, are once in a lifetime match, that's Roman and Rock. That's how I looked at the question. But either way, we don't really have to put it in those simple terms. Like, which of the two would you prefer? Which one gives you the, the goosebumps? Uh, I'm taking the great storyline between two top stars in WWE. Because when I think of that, I, I go back and I think of, like, the the, the Rey Mysterio, Eddie Guerrero, Custy over Dominic storyline. Right. Like they play over over a couple of months, accumulated with a ladder match at SummerSlam. Or, or Batista, Triple H, Shawn Michaels, Triple Undertaker, H, or, Undertaker. Undertaker. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so, I mean, and then when you think of like two top stars who have a great match, like a once a lifetime match, I don't know. I, I, I feel just, like that's more like AW ish, where it's like. there. You, you took the words out of my mouth. Once in a lifetime. I hate booking matches as that because it's not once in a lifetime. Because I yeah. guarantee you, any match, look in WWE's history, that where they booked something as once in a lifetime, if they are indie wrestlers, they've probably wrestled before. So, yeah, I think with, especially with the internet being big as it is in the industry, there's no such thing as once in a lifetime anymore, unless it's, you know, something strictly WWE, like a Cena where we even, don't really have a, even seen a rock wasn't one so last time right because it happened the next year so i just i don't like the booking of once in a lifetime or dream match because i don't know it's it, wrestling subjective a dream match for you might not be a dream match for me uh i think a dream match for me is getting jim Cornette and vince russo in the ring and oh, having them settle their beef at wrestlemania yeah, street fight <laughs> Uh, that would be a dream match, but uh, but you know I'm taking the the great story because here's my thing: if it's once in a lifetime, but there's no story behind it, why the fuck am I gonna care? Yeah. So I, I need that story that 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 build to the match. Um, he ne- he uh, he asked next: uh, Do you need to be a world champion to be considered one of the best in pro wrestling? Um. Well, okay. I mean, I, I, again, it's very, it's very subjective. Yeah. yeah. So, what do are we the best be, of? What are we the I, best of? Do I can I, do I need to be a current world champion? Can I be a former world champion? Can I be a former world champion who's in the title picture? Right. Like, like we say, like, do I need to be a world champion to be considered one of the best in pro wrestling? I mean, I, this kind of goes back to, I guess, the PWI top 100 list. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, should, should the number one guy be? On the list, the guy who's the current champion has been champion for four months, right. or it should have been the guy who, who he just beat, who was champion for the last eight months. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. So I um, mean, I, I guess I would say you definitely got to be champion worthy to right. be to be top like top of like in the industry. So my question is, what are we trying to be the best of? Because they're scripted fights, so it's not like you're the best fighter. 
Yeah. Um, and so I, my example that I immediately thought of was at the same time where you had Sasha, Becky, Charlotte, and Bailey all moving up at the start of the women's revolution, outside of Becky, all of them were champions in NXT. Becky was not. But at the same time, Alexa Bliss was not. And she got pu- pulled up as well and became champion before, uh, you know, on the main roster before some of the, the four horsewomen. Hmm. And so I think it more so, you don't necessarily need to be champion to be considered the best. You just got to do your show up and, and, and do your job and, and show the, the people who make the decisions why you're worthy of being on the main card. Cause someone like LA Knight, he's probably considered one of the best right now. He's, he's not a WWE champion. Mm-hmm. So I don't necessarily think you need the world championship, but then you also think of guys like, um, like Matt Hardy. He's, he never won the world title, right? No, nah, the closest he got was the ECW title. Right. And so at one point, at one point, he was considered not maybe not necessarily the best, but he was at the top. But he was never world champion in WWE. Um, and so, I mean, there's plenty of guys. Jericho's more so known as his uh, intercontinental reigns mm. than anything else. And, you know, arguably could be considered the GOAT at one point until he ruined it with this current run. Uh, I just... Yeah, I, I, I don't necessarily think you need to be world champion to be considered the best because the amount of champion, they don't really mean anything. It's all scripted, and so it's not like you're doing anything to win. Just show up and give the writers a reason to put you on TV. And then so, the last – you can go ahead and say what you were going to say. Oh, I, I, had a, I had a question to, to build off of this okay. for you. Okay. And it was – um. So you know, like online, when people are having like their their goat debates, you know what I'm saying? Right. I know. I know where I go debate about you know about scripted TV, but like, what what goes into the criteria when like you're talking about a goat? Like, how much do do like their ingring accomplishments and resumes to come into effect versus like their ring work so, and their mic work? So I always believe like if you're good on the mic and if you're good in the ring you will be scripted to win titles. You will have the accolades. Um, And so that then leads you. So like John Cena only got to where he was because he was good at what he did. He wouldn't be a 16 time champion if he wasn't good on the mic. And if he wasn't good in the ring Mm -hmm. and good doesn't mean five star matches in the Tokyo Dome. Good just means he puts on great stories in the ring. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, Kurt Angle only has like what one five-star match and i believe he's the best wrestler to ever step foot in the square circle that's just my opinion um and so i think when it comes to the goat list i think it's individually a thing hogan wasn't necessarily the best wrestler but i think he has to be on there that's just a subjective thing for me i think without hogan we don't have wrestling at least in the way we think of it. Uh, so, but again, I, I'm going to answer this with: if you're, if you do your job, if you give 
some if you're good in the ring, if you're good on the mic, and you give people that make decisions and and write the script a reason to put you on TV and to give you the title, you'll get the title. Hmm. Um, and so the accolades will follow if if you're the top at doing your job, just like any other industry. If you're the best uh, the best plumber in the company you're going to win the award of best plumber. Like just go show up to your job mm-hmm. scripted or not. Just do, right. This isn't UFC where we can sit there and say, you know, who's the best UFC fighter, Connor or Khabib. That's again, subjective depending on your style of fighting, but there's an argument for both. Yeah. Um, but and be, there's an argument for both because both of them, you know, there was real fights. It wasn't scripted. And, you know, I personally would probably lean closer. I don't know. That, one, that one's tough. I'm not going to go there because I'm going to piss off some fan base. Uh, yeah. Piss them off. Stay on business. <laughs> stay, on, stay on business. I'm, I would personally lean closer to Connor, to be honest with you. Okay. Um, but I didn't really watch Khabib all that much. So maybe if I went back and watched more of his fights. Once Connor sort of got out of it, he was the only reason I watched UFC. I'm gonna be honest with you. Mm. Um, him and Silva, Anderson Silva was a beast. Yes. Um, but, but yeah, I don't, I don't know that that one. That one's crazy. Let's let's do this last question real quick. What was B Master asked? Why is it that the only time we talk about AEW is when they fuck up? Well, when he put that question. He put that like just a few few hours ago before we got on. Oh, okay. Yeah. Why is it that the only time we talk about AEW? I don't. Well, here's the thing. Who is we? Is it we as the casuals? And I think a lot of that time it's just because we don't pay attention to it. Um. But I also think it's because they always mess up. Like there's always something every week. There's there's a botch every week. There's something that happens every week that gives us ammo to shoot back at them. Whether it's Tony Khan at at Rev Pro dancing like a schoolgirl in, in the booth because Orange Cassidy shows up or whoever the fuck it was. Um, like there's always something that Tony Khan or AEW or the indie scene does that gives us something to shit on it about. Mm. so um whereas it does wwe do stupid stuff absolutely and we call it out but it's less often and so i think it's just uh, the the frequency of how often it happens um you have any sort of words to, to, yeah. to say to, towards that so i think the reason that a lot of people including myself you know a lot of times when we take jabs we shit we shit on aw is because I feel like sometimes they just deserve it because yeah. I feel I feel a lot of times it's avoidable. Sometimes like there's ways to they could have got out of it, they could have avoided it, it could have not happened. I feel like there's just so much stuff where it's like like they want to talk a big game, and they want to you know say it, it's easy to hate someone when they're when they're very cocky, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like like, right. like like the reason people well, the reason people don't hate on a, the, the, reason, the reason people don't hate on TNA or Impact, or whatever, is because they kind of knew their lane. They stuck in their lane. They didn't get too big for their britches, and mm-hmm. they were chilling. That they knew, like the Rocks said, they know their role. They shut their mouth. Whereas, like AEW, for example, 
like they want to say that they're, they're the number one wrestling product in the world, where but you can't fill an arena, and right. your numbers don't prove it. And it's like if you want to call yourself a niche product, an alternative, be an alternative. But when you want to try to like market yourself as like the, the number one product and the top product, you know what I'm saying? You're you're just you're kind you're kind like behind you know hypocritical. You're contradicting yourself. It's like I don't know, like. Like we all know that, like they they do they do a lot of stuff that should be left in the past. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And and also, I feel like a lot of it could be avoided if Tony was a little more hands off and hired a team. Like a hundred percent. Like if he was hands off, hired a writing team, right. hired some bookers, and he but, was just kind of like a. But, but not like, even that. Yeah. Just listen to the casual fans. Mm-hmm. Like we've been given, like like I, you, me. You know, nerdy D, we've always said this. We don't want them to fail, mm. but we want product that we will watch. Like, also, a lot of it's not even like like you could keep the same wrestling. Keep the same wrestling how you like it. Keep it. Mm-hmm. I think that their main thing that they need to work on is production issues and presenting yeah. issues. Like, you, you could present yourself and have a better um, production crew, a better like way of producing stuff. You could keep the wrestling how you want it. All right. If you if you like the indie style wrestling and you like the hard style, strong style, like if you like that niche wrestling, that alternative wrestling, keep that. But if you want to draw more eyes, mm-hmm. like like I would watch it more if you just had better production, if you yeah. had better lighting, better camera angles, if you had better vignettes and promos. Like you could keep the wrestling. There's just other stuff that you could improve, but you refuse not to. Right. It's just a couple things. Tony Khan, listen up. I know you're probably not listening, but if you are, put away the cocaine for a minute. Hire a writing team. Someone who's been in the business. Listen to the casuals. Listen to Eric Bischoff. Jim Cornette. Jim Cornette. Listen to these people who have experience. You know, as a fan, I've never written for a TV show, but I feel like. (laughs) <laughs> I feel that I'm not going to say it's it's easy, but if you know the product, d- d- just put on what the fans want. Like, and I know you're booking for the, the the indie marks, but come on, dude, that's the niche of the niche. Ninety percent of this audience who watches wrestling, they don't care about it once the show goes off the air. And the people who who spend the money and take their kid, why is the arenas empty? Because you're 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 solely putting on TV stuff that only ten percent of the wrestling audience wants to see. Mm. And and if, if that's what you want to do, cool. But stop trying to compare yourself and having someone like Melcher come out and say like, if you took away, if you took away. Uh, ABC and, and, and this crowd and this crowd. Oh my god. AEW yeah. won the cable net. Okay, well, you took away half the audience that watches TV. You, you know what that sounded like? It's not like when you watch um ESPN NBA basketball <laughs> on Friday and they say LeBron James was the first player in NBA history to average 26 points. No, sorry, to to score 26 points, have seven rebounds, three assists, and four blocks. In the second half of a double header, <laughs> and then on a, on a Friday night, while wearing two different color sneakers, <laughs> on the on the away game, like that's what it sounded like. Yeah, like, like Meltzer, <laughs> that tweet did nothing to help AEW, and 
and it, it, it didn't. And so it, just stop. Just stop trying to, to make your company sound something that is not. You're not premier. You're not the top. I mean, you got a you got a company in WWE that's signing contracts with arenas for three plus years, like they did with Honda Center. By the way, Anaheim, you're not getting AEW anytime soon. So go travel up to like Sacramento or wherever they where they're gonna go. But they're not just gonna stop there. Endeavor's gonna sign with Chicago. This is something that I said that Endeavor should do. Uh, go to these arenas, sign exclusive contracts to where AEW can't go to your city. I don't know if y'all know this. Ari Emanuel's brother used to be the mayor of Chicago. Chicago's locked down with Endeavor. I promise you, it's going to happen soon. Yo, all I'm telling you guys, I'm telling you, <laughs> if you want to sell more tickets and you want to fill those arenas, you need to market to the women and the, and the children, okay? Yeah. yeah. Because kids will be like, I want to go see AEW. And their mom will be like, what's AEW? And guess what? They'll, they'll Google search AEW. And guess what? If they see Adam Page and, and Swerve Strickland exchanging blood on the map, or, or, guess what? She's not taking them. Or also, AEW. you got to remember, the mom, the woman, the household, they are in charge of the money, okay? Mm-hmm. They're in charge of the Christmas gifts, the birthday <laughs> gifts, all right? And like yep. 70, 75% of these households, not real stat. I mean, it's hyperbole. About 75% of these households, guess what? The woman and mom is in charge of the bank account. Okay, the father ain't buying the birthday gifts and the Christmas gifts. The mom just signs his name on the card. But guess what? He little Timmy's not getting tickets to AEW. Little Timmy's getting tickets to WWE. Right. Because that's what the mom knows. Because also, when you- <laughs> wrestling is all about generations, okay? The mm-hmm. reason I the reason the reason um nerdy went is probably because his his parents probably went and his great grandparents were into wrestling. Guess what? The, the people the people who you market to these marks, they're not gonna produce offspring. So they're not going to take their kids, okay? And it's not going to carry on. AEW's going to die because you're not you're not per, per, um you're not advertising to people who produce offspring. Okay. Let me tell you something. WWE, if you go in their crowd, there are some fine with a capital P and H, fine women in this WWE crowd. Not in mm. AEW. I promise you. I've been the two. Sh- I've been in an AEW show and a WWE show in 2024 alone. I'm going in March. Yeah, I'm, take, I'm taking a date. Guess what? I'm taking a date Woo! to a wrestling show. All Woo! right. Now, speaking of hot women, let's move on to Thirsty Tuesdays. <laughs> what a what a what a transition. We're gonna end this show with Thirsty Tuesday. We're changing the rules a little bit because I can do that. Uh, it's hard to find people that aren't signed in AEW WWE to put on these things that are like worth a damn that anyone would know. So we're changing the rules. We're, this week we got main roster WWE NXT. And an AEW woman next week. I already got that next week planned out. We're doing announcers next week. And so you'll see which four that I picked out. Um, but this week we have Scarlett Boudreaux mm. uh, from SmackDown, of course. From NXT, we got Issy Dame. She's new. If y'all haven't watched NXT, y'all, they got some fine women that just got there. Mm. Watch NXT on Tuesdays. You know, watch it after you watch us, but, you know. Uh, mm. And then from AEW, we have Mariah May. Who you picking? 
I was late. So technically, they can watch NXT because our, our podcast. Even this is we, true. This is true. Even though we record your NXT, it comes out. Right, right, right. Watch right, NXT true. and then come see us. True. Let's see. Number one, even though I've already, I already seen some of her work, what she's working with, we got to go with Scarlett. Okay. You know what I'm saying? She, she, she's amazing as a blonde and brunette. Mm-hmm. So I say we're going Scarlet. You know what I'm saying? Great smile. Um, number number two and three. I'm not quite familiar with these guys. I'm not gonna hold you. Not quite familiar. I didn't know their names until you until you posted in the thing before. <laughs> uh, I guess I'll go Mariah May, homegirl in the red. Okay, Mariah May, and then I'll go Izzy for um, number three. That makes sense. That makes sense. <sighs> Y'all know I'm an NXT through and through. Look, WWE, I just put in an application to write for NXT. Y'all know I love this this brand. Izzy Dame is number one on my list. And it, she wasn't. When she first debuted, I was like, I don't know about you. But it's, I told you, it's all about, because they had her in the wrong gimmick. She got this gimmick with Kiana James now, and she a baddie. Okay. And then now number two, number two, Scarlet. Number three yep. is Mar- number three is Mariah May, and that's because Mariah May. I knew her when she was in the Indies, and she did not start as a wrestler. She she's one of these like. So I'm a big country music fan, and we, the girls in country music that like show up to Nashville just to wear the cowboy boots, and we call them buckle bunnies. They're not real. They're not authentic. She's not a real wrestler. <laughs> I'm sorry. I have this big thing against buckle like buckle bunny. <laughs> um, we uh, th- we have this problem in wrestling where we have a lot of women who are buckle bunnies who are are buckle bunnies. <laughs> they, they're cosplayers. They have nothing to offer this. And and look. Mariah May, yeah, she's beautiful, but she's not like she does nothing for me. I'm maybe it's because they put her in black and white on TV with Tony Storm. Uh, like that does no good for her to be beauty, beautiful when you're in black and white. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Izzy Dame, Scarlet, and then we'll put Mariah May. And I know, I know James is gonna comment, but Mariah May, shut, shut up, shut up. <laughs> By the way, why the Rock have to call you out, James? When he said, "Shut up, fatty! I'm gonna smack the herpes off your lip." <laughs> anyway, we're gonna end the show before we end up getting canceled. Um, thank y'all for watching. I'm We Two D. That's Wavy D. Again, this QR code in the bottom. If you haven't used it yet, go ahead and scan it. You got a few more seconds. Link will be in the description. Junkyardmediagroup.com. Check out the blog section there. Wavy D is going to start writing about Raw for us. Bring you some Raw reviews. Yeah, start start next week. Wavy D. With, with Wavy D. I'm going to try to do NXT each week. Um, My brother, Junkyard James, he actually just put one up today about why Cody has to finish the story. Um, And so he's going to do some AEW stuff on there as well. And then, of course, click the link to join the Discord. Thank y'all for watching. We will see you next week here on the Slapping Meat Wrestling Podcast. Brother, I'm going run a wild Hulk Hogan. If I like get some moment, I'll make sure it's an explosion. Cause lately I've been seeing stars trying to kick out his jaw cord. But it's no hope.